In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Doogienet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine Jirasi, and I'd like to welcome you to Paying It Forward this week. Before I introduce today's guest, I would like to once again thank my guest from last week, Catherine Ryan Hyde. Um, as anybody who listened last week knows, Catherine is the author of the book, Pay It Forward, that the motion picture was based on. And um, with all those storms happening in California last week, it was just truly amazing how committed Catherine was to be on my show last week. She woke up to no power in her house. She couldn't get her car out of her garage. She had a tree down in her driveway. She actually drove her mobile phone to the nearest payphone and called into the radio station from her payphone just so she wouldn't disappoint me and so she could be a part of the TogiNet Paying It Forward show. So I want to once again thank Catherine so much for going out of her way to be a part of my show. So today, today's guest is Rose Genuzzi, and um, Rose is a fascinating, brilliant woman. I met Rose a couple of months ago at a great conference we had gone to, and um, Rose has this burning desire within herself that she is going to succeed, and everybody needs to get out of Rose's way because she's going to the top. And I thought she would be an incredible guest to have on my show today because I think Rose has a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge that she can pay Pay it forward to my listeners today. So, um, Rose, thank you for being on my show today. How are you? I'm doing great, Josephine. Thankfully, it's not pouring rain anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Rose is calling in from California also, and I thank you for getting up so early for my show, Rose. No worries. Not a problem at all. So, Rose, I was just telling everyone what a great story you have. And um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and... How did you come about to opening up your Genuzi Clothing Limited? It's actually kind of interesting. Um, I grew up, my dad worked for the same company his entire life, and I wasn't around anybody who had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, 
but I was the child who you know, sold the avocados off my parents' tree and was put on restriction for it a couple of times, uh, <laughs> which That's is kind of funny. I think my dad just didn't understand what I was doing. Um, you know, blackberries, avocados, whatever it was I could sell to the neighbors, I would do that. Um, <laughs> I also really loved magazines, and I would tear magazines out, and I created this huge wall, which was like more of an inspirational wall on Um, and on my bedroom. And I think my dad was not too pleased with me. I think it took him probably about two years to patch all the holes and tape marks off that wall that I created. Uh, But basically, when I was in in college, I walked into my company headquarters, and that kind of dates me a little bit, but I walked in there not realizing that I was in the corporate headquarters and spoke with the HR person. I was just looking for a sales job so that I could get through college and as things as luck has it, I ended up interviewing for a position in the buying office and landing that job. And that really catapulted me into the whole fashion industry. I really thought that I wanted to be a stockbroker or do something with real estate. You know, either one I obviously would have um, had a good time at. But I ended up doing the fashion thing. And that led me to a couple of different companies um, From there, I went to Rampage, where I met my husband, and then on to Wet Seal and on to Guess, leaving out a couple of little short stints from other companies. Mm -hmm. And at Guess, every year, they do a clean house, and they lay people off. And I happened to be, after being there for five years, one of those people. And my husband said, take this as a positive, and since you're 21, you've dreamt of doing your own thing, go and do it. So I started doing a women's clothing line, and at that time, it was 2005, the market was really saturated, and I was having a lot of challenges with it, and a couple of my friends um, had daughters, and they asked me to make the same designs for their daughters, and their daughters would wear my T-shirts or tank tops out to the mall or to play group or something, and I would have random women calling me saying that they had got my number and that they just had to have that T-shirt or tank top for their daughter. And that basically pushed me into creating a line for kids. And from there, I landed a sales rep in the Los Angeles, California Mart and started doing shows. And the rest is kind of history. Um, we distribute now to about 400 stores across the country, independents. We also ship to Nordstrom's. And it's pretty much a crazy, it, it, looking back, it's amazing how it happened so quickly. Um, it didn't happen fast enough at the time. You know, I was kind of uh-huh. feeling it was taking too long because I'm one of those really determined people. Right. But, uh, you know, in hindsight, looking back, it is pretty amazing how much progress that we did make in a very, very short amount of time. Now, that's amazing. It really is, Rose. Um Because five years to get into 400 stores and a major, major retail store really is a short period of time if you think about it, you know, and the challenges that you kind of came up against and uh, you accomplished so much, I think. Um, I'd love to talk about how, how your husband got involved in your business. How did that all work out? Well, he's always been my biggest cheerleader since the beginning, and uh, he is uh, comes from a background of he did systems for retailers, and then he went and he flipped over and started doing sales. And he 
basically realized at the point where we were sitting down and we were doing our taxes one year and we realized that we we needed to find some type of check shelter because we were both working, you know, 70 hour a week jobs and we didn't see each other and we we're paying all these taxes and neither one of us were really super happy. And he said, no matter what business we start, one of us needs to become really experienced in sales. And he made that choice to jump over and Basically, he got a great opportunity to do so, but he decided that that was something that we were going to need to be a good team, is that he needed that sales experience. It was something that neither one of us had. I had a very small experience with it, you know, only a few months, so that wasn't really enough to help us grow our business. And he's been, since the beginning, he's been the biggest supporter. He would come to all the trade shows with me, even while he had a job. Um, wow. And... Uh, he would balance the two, um, <laughs> so you know it was crazy. I mean, he would he would work seven days a week with me, you know, doing whatever he had to do to help me grow the business in the beginning while he was working. And then in October of last year, um, he left uh, the company he was working for, and he joined me full time. And now he has done a good job of. We actually just hired a new New York rep who is awesome, and he does all the trade shows with me or by himself and. You know, he's, he, like I said, he's been an incredible supporter of this business. And actually the name, Genuity Clothing, is his last name. That's where that came from. That's great. I'm so happy because I thought that was so, such a great story how you guys just decided, you know what, let's just put our forces together and make a business. And I think your business has grown so much because you guys are such a great team and how you guys balance each other so well. I, I know years ago when I had my business um, with my husband, um, it was very interesting working with somebody and living with somebody at the same time and how what worked for us was that we had to divide responsibilities. And we said, okay, these are your responsibilities and these are my responsibilities. And as long as you didn't cross that line, Everything seemed to really run smoothly, and the the business became a huge success in a short period of time. We definitely so, we had to do the same thing. I mean, that's I think key. Um, and it is hard working with somebody and having a personal relationship with them. You know, you're with that person twenty four seven, and you definitely need to have the space um, and give each other the support and realize that you may not do something the same way, but you can get the same end result or even a better end result. And I think that's, you know, respect is very, very important. And just hearing about you and your husband um, and how you guys built your company together, that is pretty impressive too. I mean, it made me feel like, wow, you can do it. People can do this. Yeah, it's amazing what you put your mind to, you know. You can really accomplish a lot. So, um This is going to be a great, great interview, Rose, because I can't wait to share with some of the um, listeners. I had shot an email out this morning to my mom entrepreneur support group, and I told them that anybody who was thinking about um, going into, you know, starting their own business, selling clothing, whether it be online or trying to get into the big stores, I thought you would be able to help them out and give them some ideas of... um, you know, the day-to-day stuff that you had to do in order to start your business, in order to get the ball, ball rolling. And finally, like, how does somebody, number one, how does somebody distinguish their product? I mean, 
there's so many onesies out there and yours just stand out. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, it's really difficult, I would think. Um, so I think that's one really important thing I would love to touch upon. And um, just how you got your ball rolling and how you ramped up and how your business um, got to where it is today, like your whole entire support team. I know that you have full-time people on staff with you and some part-timers as well. So um, we're going to continue, you know, learning more about how you got to where you are. And I, l I would love to hear the biggest challenges that you have as well. So, Rose, um, let's see. What else can we... Um, I think that's good. I think we'll just start working on um, covering those bases. Okay. How's that, Rose? Does that sound like a good that way to great. go? All right, that's wonderful. So here we are. We're coming up to the break, and Rose will get back to that in just a minute. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Jehane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine again. And today we have Rose Januzzi of Januzzi Clothing Limited. And Rose is just um, going to tell us 
and give us some advice for any listeners out there who are even considering um, selling clothing. So, Rose, it's all yours. Thank you, Josephine. I would definitely say if you are out there and you want to start any type of product company, the first thing is to focus on doing a unique product, doing your research and homework and knowing who else is out there. Uh, The other thing you want to do is know what the retail and what the wholesale of that product should should be and ask around. You'll be surprised how much information you can get from people, whether it be if you go into uh, a boutique and you ask them, you know, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a wholesale line and I want to sell shirts like these. How much am I going to have to sell them for? Uh, if, if you ask those questions, you'll be surprised. I mean, you're going to get the rub off from a couple of people, um, and they're going to be people who don't believe in what your product is all about. In fact, I faced that challenge when I first started. I heard probably, I'd say about 50% of the people saying the appliques were dead, and they were over, and that when I launched my line, it was all about the message T, about the screen T. And I just believe that there's room for everything out there, and I think that if you believe in yourself, other people are going to believe in you. So that's the most important thing is when you're launching something that is different, realize you're going to get a lot of no's initially, and people will warm up to it, but you will get some yeses, and you just need to stay focused on those accomplishments and those yeses. Uh, one other way to get started with a product line, I'm actually helping a couple other people do this, is to develop the product and put it on consignment in a few local stores so you can see if the product actually sells. So let's say you're, you want to start a onesie line. You put together some onesies and you go to a local boutique and you put them on consignment. What that means is the boutique doesn't buy or pay for them until they actually sell them. So if a customer comes in and purchases the tank, then you get, or sorry, tank, <laughs> the onesie, you actually get paid for that item. And basically, that's a good way to see if your product has validity in the marketplace. I did that with the first few customers and saw that. Um, one of the other challenges that you face with a clothing company um, or any product is keeping it fresh. So every time we go to market, we have to have new designs. And moving forward, because once you have something that catches on, there will be 10 people who are taking that idea or that design and doing it. Um, That's the way the clothing industry works. So you have to definitely have tough skin and realize that it's flattery. It's not something that is, you know, that they're trying to take away from you. It's just that's the way this industry works. Um, that's, that's you know, amazing, Rose, because I'll tell you, that's a really tough thing to do if somebody copies your design that you've worked so hard on. You know, it's great that you are so capable of just picking yourself right up and moving straight forward. Like, <laughs> you, you crack me up because nothing's going to get in your way, which is amazing. But, Rose, for our listeners out there, you say you really have to have tough skin. What do you do? Like, what goes through your mind when you do get a no? I, this is so funny, Josephine. I love that we've talked about this so many times. I, I always say, and um, I've had a business coach tell me this as well as other entrepreneurs, no never means no forever. No just means not right now. Um, I, I, love, I love that quote, Rose. That's why I uh, was leading into that. I love that quote. Say it one more time. No, 
No yeah. doesn't mean forever. It means just not right now. And there will be somebody who will say no, and you can wear people down. Um, there's uh, something that my husband has taught me is that it takes 13 touches for someone to really believe in what you're doing. So what that means is they're going to have to see your name, your product, or hear from you, or see an ad a magazine, or one of those things 13 times. The average person needs that 13 touch before they're going to commit to you. So if you think about you go out and you do a trade show, they are going to want to see your line 13 times before they believe in you. Granted, there are people out there who get it right away, and those are the people that you are going to, you need to feed off that positive energy and realize there's always people that are going to say, you know, no. And it's funny, I was reading this book, The E-Myth, and there's the name, you know, you you realize there's people out there who will never believe in your dream. They're always going to be the pessimists, and you all have people like that in your life. So it's really important just to stay focused on the positive things and to move forward. And, you know, I I have challenges with it. I get angry at people when they copy my design, and my husband is a really good sounding board because he's always pulling me back and saying, just keep moving forward. Like, don't worry. You know, it's flattery. And, you know, then he'll see somebody do something exactly, and then he's like, I can't believe they did that. And you just realize it's that's the industry, and it's they do it to everybody, and there's really there's nothing that you can do about it. Um, when you're creating a unique product and you can trademark or patent it, you definitely want to do that initially. But in the clothing industry, those things – you can you can trade copyright um, something trademark your name but pretty much you can't you can't put a patent on a design it just doesn't work that way um, I'm inspired by their designers and I'm inspired by things in the world that are happening all those different things and I think that's what makes my product unique and why maybe I'm one step ahead the other thing is I do have the experience of working in the clothing industry so I I do have an understanding of where to go, like resources to go, um, trend places, forecasting to look at, to see what the other big designers are looking at and where they're going. And that definitely helps me out a lot. Um, but I do use, I listen to my customers more than anything. They tell me they're looking for boy product. I focus on boy product, you know, or whatever whatever it is, you just listen to what's going on around you and you'll there's just a wealth of information out there. You know, whether it be the mom who's buying, you know, six onesies every other week, she obviously has an opinion. Look at what she's buying. I think that's great. So Rose, I wanna back up for one minute. So when you say you have to have thirteen touches with your customer before they'll really consider your product Can you give us some examples of those 13 touches? 13 touches can, for example, the way we approach it is we go to a trade show. Um, Either you send out pre-trade show marketing material, whether it be a postcard. Keep it short and sweet. You don't want a lot of information. No one's going to read it. Something Mm -hmm. that's recognizable, um, you're going to see them at a trade show. They're going to probably see you twice at a trade show. Then you're going to follow up after the trade show. If you if they came to your booth, you're going to get their contact information. Um, it's very important that when you do a trade show, anyone who comes to your booth is obviously interested in what you do, and you want to get some type of you know business card or contact information from them. One nice thing is 
you can rely on, um, oh, you know what? I've actually been just corrected. It's not 13 touches. It's nine touches. Nine touches. <laughs> See, I told okay. you he keeps me honest. I love him. Yeah, um, <laughs> nine touches. So after that, uh, you can follow up with them with a postcard again, a phone call. You're going to probably see them at the next trade show. You know, we we've have customers that have seen us at trade shows three to four times before they actually commit to placing an order. And you know, we're always amazed, and it's funny, we trade stories after each show, of customers that come up and like, so is this the first show you've ever done? And for us, it's a little bit surprising because there's one thing that we keep consistent is we have um, a black and white stripe background on our booth. And the reason why we do that is to make our booth very easily recognized. Uh, there's, it, it's something that you realize it helps people find you um, in a slew of, you know, a thousand different booths if you have something that's unique on your back, background. And so okay. if we chose the black and white stripes um, for our background. But the nine touches, getting back to that, it, you know, it could also be that you advertise in a industry publication and okay. someone sees you in that publication. It, it takes time. Like, things don't happen. I mean, and marketing is something that I am so not well-versed in, and I've talked to a lot of great marketing people, and they told me, you know, your first three years, don't spend a ton of money on trying to get out there marketing unless you have a huge budget or you have a celebrity endorsement or something like that. It's just no one knows your name, and it takes time to build that name, like, as far as print. But spend all your money on doing the best trade shows, and that's what we chose to do. Um, Uh But like I said, it did take nine times, I mean, for a lot of these customers to come back and and, and to, to make that commitment to place an order. Yeah, I think that's great. I think um, one of those touches could probably be a press release also. What do you think about yes, that, Rose? absolutely. Twitter, um, all your social media, every, every way that you can get your information out there, whether it be your website, an email, a postcard, uh, meeting someone at a trade show, in an industry, industry publication, um, a retail publication, which is like, you know, a direct magazine that you and I read, uh, those type of things, those are all, they're going to see your name or your product, and that is considered a touch. Uh, most people... that's great. And then, then you go in for the kill and just finally get the sale. And, you know, some people, it takes more than that. I mean, I'm not going to say, mm-hmm. like I said, there are people, it takes less. Most people, though, tend to stop at three touches. Um, and there's there's tricks that you can do to get people to come back. You know, be creative. Uh, one thing that you said about um, earlier about distinguishing your brand is very, very important. And I'm really thankful that I had the experience at Guest uh, that I did because I learned a lot about brand building there. Uh, creating something that's unique, like a unique label, um, hang tag, all those things, and making sure that it's consistent from product to product uh, it's a very important thing to building a brand. Um, sending a brand me- message, knowing what your message is, and that's something that you know we talked about. Anyone who wants to start a business, you have to start. You have to write a business plan. You need to write down what it is you're going to accomplish. Realize it's something that's going to evolve, and it's not going to be perfect. Don't you know spend a year trying to make it perfect because it never will be. It's going to change. You know, once you write it, it's almost already outdated. But it's a guide. It's your guide. It's what you're going to stick to, and you know where you're going to go. Your plan. It's very, very important that every entrepreneur does that. I wasn't great at that. I'll be honest. Um, my business plan was stuck in my head, and right. it, you know, it wasn't until after I really got focused 
Um, I did the one for women, but for kids, I just kind of, I saw the ball rolling and I just kind of chased it. And uh-huh. it's good every, you know, for sure every year, but I think every quarter to sit down and look at it and start making tweaks to it. And you don't have to use the formats that are online. If you're comfortable with writing it in Excel, write it in Excel. There's no, like, rule that you have to do it a certain way. I think that's great advice about the business plan. We'll talk a little bit more about that as soon as we come back from the commercial. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer. Inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine Girasi with Paying It Forward. And today we have Rose Genuzzi of Genuzzi LTD. Um, Rose, before we get started with um, my next question, can you just tell the listeners, how can they contact you or go to your website and get some information about you and your clothing line? Sure, Justine. Uh, it is www.genuziclothing.com, and that's spelled J-A-N-N-U-Z-Z-I clothing.com. And actually, there's a contact sheet on there, so if you do want to send me a message on there, feel free to go ahead and do that. And keep in mind that it, you know, may take me a few days to get back to you, but if you have any questions, you know, I'll be glad to answer those for you. Uh, Josie and I were talking about the trend forecasting. Uh, that's something that um, there's a lot of great sources out there, companies that do trend forecasting. They're not cheap, but they are great. Um, one of the companies is called Style Sites. The other one is WGSN, and they have a team of professionals that shop and look at the print media and determine what the trends are going forward. One way that you can get some of this information free is by attending certain um, 
industry seminars. For example, uh, if you're doing the clothing industry, there is a huge um, uh, trade show called Magic that's in Vegas, and it's actually coming up in February. And usually StyleSide or WGSN or another trend company will hold a seminar. And the reason why they do that is because they're trying to get customers themselves. So they'll give you tidbits of information about what the upcoming trends are, and they want you to to subscribe to their service. Um, The other way is if you're not able to travel is really looking at uh, publications that are out there and seeing what's out there, what's new, what's fresh. And you can get a lot of information from those publications. The print media is always one step ahead. Uh, The other good resource, if you're looking at clothing, is looking at style.com. They have a lot of great trend if you want to look at contemporary, and it's really a good way to see what's going on out in the world. If you're, you know, stuck somewhere because you're snowed in or something, style.com has a lot of great information. Oh, that sounds really great. That's wonderful. So that's great information there, Rose, for um, for the listeners. Okay, wonderful. So now we got the trends and the forecasting behind us. I just wanted to go back to the business plan for a minute, Rose. Um, you are really, really great because you actually do write down your business plan, and I've got, I've got it in not a hundred percent form. You know, my format is not a hundred percent the way that I'd like it bound up and everything. But one thing that I found that was helpful for myself was I was able to consolidate my big business plan into a one-page report, Mm -hmm. kind of, you know. And then from that, I have my list of things to do on my whiteboard. And that kind of helps me stay focused. How are you doing with your business plan? Like, how do you deal with it, Rose? For us, um, I am Excel. I love Excel. So most of my business plan is written in Excel. My husband's actually helped me put uh, some of it into Word documents. Um, that type of thing. And I look at every piece of the business as a separate plan, and that makes it a little bit easier to digest for me personally. So what the marketing plan is and just writing that out and not trying to create one big, like, perfect book or report that has all of the business plan, but also having that, you know, wrap-up page, the page that if you were going to go give your plan to somebody, you would want them to read that first page first, realizing that they're probably going to spend five minutes reading it. You don't really want anything that's going to be any longer than that because you want to give somebody a good understanding of what your business is all about. It's like that whole elevator pitch type thing, but a little bit more expanded. And that's what I, you know, how I look at it. And for me, staying organized, um, that's something I'm always challenged with. I do have a notepad, but I'm really trying to go and utilize technology and use the notes in um, my con- in Outlook to stay organized and plan things on my calendar. Uh, that's something that helps me. So if I know a shipment needs to go out that I need to follow up on, I'll put it in my calendar, and that reminds me. And that's been like my saving grace. Oh, that's staying great. Organized. I think that's so smart. You know, sometimes we get advice on the big level and a lot of times mom entrepreneurs and just any entrepreneur out there kind of needs a little bit of advice on how do I get, how can I be most productive during my work day? And I think you gave some great advice. Um, what I also did, Rose, was I recently started to use Google's um, calendar Mm-hmm. And that's kind of interesting. And like you, I also use the Excel spreadsheet. I keep one open at the bottom of my computer screen. And if I read something and I want to do research on something, 
I just add that as an additional line on my spreadsheet so that when I have the time to go back to it, I can go back to it and I don't have all these little pieces of paper hanging around with, um, you know, notes or words or whatever. It's, it's working for me, at least, the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, I mean, that's something we're all challenged with. Time is, you never have enough time, especially if you're a mom entrepreneur and you have kids running around and you're trying to balance six different things at the same time. Time is very crucial. Um, and one thing I try to do is there's always more things to be done than there is time for. And realizing that and accepting that and just staying focused on the things that are going to bring the return to you. So not getting caught up in busy work. Um, is something or, you know, I mean, a lessons that, you know, I've learned from you, Josephine, is like the things that you can hire somebody else to do, and if you can afford to do that, uh, you need to do it. And sometimes you're going to force yourself. You're going to say, you know what, I have to go out and get in sale because I need to hire a housekeeper to help me keep the house up so I can focus on my business. And realizing that you can't do everything. You know, there is no superwoman out there. And if you see someone who has that image, let me tell you, she's got people behind her. There's just no way. Everyone that I've met, she has somebody in the the little wings hiding who's doing a lot of things for her. So, you know, keep that in mind that you can't do everything. And you just got to stay focused on the things that are important. And write those down. And those things are going to change from day to day. And you know, just be true to yourself. Yeah. You know, you're so right, Rose. I always like to speak of Bobby Brown. I had seen her. She's a famous makeup artist. And I believe she was on Donnie Deutsch one night. And I can remember her saying, as an entrepreneur, the best thing you can do is to hire somebody really, really good for your house to maintain your house, especially if you do have children. So that at a moment's notice, if you have to go to a meeting, you feel fully confident that that person can take care of your household and take care of your children. If your household runs smoothly, then your business will run smoothly. And I thought that was an incredible piece of advice, and I actually took it, and it worked out well. Just one other thing I wanted to mention was um, I read this incredible blog this week, and um, Heather Allard um had written this blog, and it was so good. She um, is the mogul mom. You can, you know, look her up online. But she had this great saying, we all know that time is money. But then she reversed it, and she said, money is time. Mm -hmm. And gosh, that makes so much sense. So I started to think about that, and I realized that recently I just made a big, big change in my schedule where my daughter, you know, is in pre-K, and I was just spending so much time driving back and forth, picking her up, dropping her off, because I live, you know, a good 20 minutes from her school. So I decided that I would, drive, I would hire a really responsible individual to help with that driving. And Rose, it is just amazing. It has given me two hours in my day that I can sit and be focused and really work on my business. And um, I just feel great about it. I, I was never crazy about having people drive my children. But when I realized I hired a really responsible person who's probably a better driver than the school bus drivers, I knew I was on to something. And then when you add up those two hours and multiply it by five, I can't believe I've got 10 more hours a day, and I, I just feel so much more productive. So 
that's just a little something that had worked for me. You really just got to look at your schedule and figure out how can you get the most out of your day. Exactly. And realize what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for you. Everybody has things that are important to them. So, you know, and, and I think that's great that you are able to find somebody to help you out in that way. And it definitely has, I'm sure, already paid off. Uh, so all you mom entrepreneurs out there, even I don't have children. <laughs> you know, right. you have other things like uh, that you have to do. Basically, you can do it. You just have to, like, be resourceful and, right. you know, not don't fall into, well, I have to do this or I have to do that. There's a way to, like, work everything out. So you just have to be creative yeah. with your time. So that's our little spiel on time. So Rose, <laughs> um, just to switch gears a little, I would love to know, like, what do you think your biggest challenge has been in the past five years since you started your business? I think for most businesses is you never have enough cash. Um, it's really you hear this cash is king, and it's just there's never enough, at least for someone like me who wants to keep moving forward and expanding and doing different things. Um, you just you can never have enough. I mean, it's it's crazy, but it's true. And as you're building, you're growing. You're ex- if you're going to grow your business exponentially, you have to have funding. And definitely, you hear people say, "Oh, you have to ask for it before you need it." Granted, now it's really hard to get you know business loans and funding. Um, we bootstrapped our business, which means we basically um, took from our personal savings or use, using credit um, that's tied to us personally to build our business to the point that it is. And at some point, you know, we're going to get to a place where we're going to need to get money from outside sources, whether it be a loan or investors or something like that, and realizing that that's going to happen at some point and knowing when it is and knowing when to ask. And asking in advance and having that plan in advance is very important. But you'll see, I mean, and you have to be creative. I mean, one thing that we just recently, as we start selling to bigger companies, we've realized we need to be factored. And what that means is that we're going to go to a factor like CIT or um, Hilden or another um, clothing factor. And when you ship the goods to a approved factored person like a Nordstrom, you get paid um, immediately after the shipping so you're not waiting for payment. A lot of people don't realize that when a vendor ships to someone like Nordstrom's, it's 45 or 60 days before you ship or after you ship it, that product, before you get paid. So that obviously dramatically affects your cash flow. Yeah, you know what? It's so funny that you should mention that because sometimes, you know, we really, really want to get into the big guys, but gosh, it's really tough to do business with them sometimes because there is that big lag of time, you know, that you don't have that cash. Exactly, and they have a lot of um, rules and routing guides, and you have to pack it a certain way. You have to ship it a certain way. Does it have to be UPC coded? Does it have to have you know done EDI, which is electronic data um, transfer of information? You know all these requirements, and there's ways to get around, especially if you're a small business. Just ask those questions, and they can help help you out. Yeah, that's great, great advice. So we're going to take a break now, and we're going to come back and talk about some lessons that we can pay forward. Thanks, Rose. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Be 
being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly. Showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with Green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm interviewing Rose Januzzi of Januzzi Clothing LTD. And um, we're going to work on our last segment here, and um, we're going to discuss some lessons that Rose has learned during her five years of doing her business um, and lessons that we can pay pay it forward to you guys. So here we go, Rose. What's your first lesson you have for us? The first lesson that I always do is I call it TAD, and basically it's plan, analyze, and document. And that's something you can apply to pretty much anything in life. If you plan it out, you analyze what ha- you document it and you analyze it, you're going to know where you are and you just keep doing that. And that's something I do with all of our businesses. Like we keep track of where orders come from. We make sure, you know, we look at the shows. Are we making money by doing that show? If not, we'll skip it. Um, again, just because we don't do a show, it's not that it means we're never going to do it again. It's just maybe not right for us at that time. Um, so that no obviously applies to even when we say no to something. You know, it may be no, no, not right now, and it could be six years before we do it again. Um, the other lesson that I would say is if you really want to do something, take it out of your dream bank and make it reality. You can do it. Anyone can do it. You just have to believe in yourself, which I know all you women out there believe in yourself. So just you got to go for it. There's nothing holding you back except for your you, something internally inside of you. So figure out what that is, 
push it aside and just go for it. There's no reason why you can't do it. You can do anything. But, you know, if you need a little inspiration, read Three Cups of Tea. I don't know if you haven't read Three Cups of Tea. I mean, obviously, I think it was on Oprah's bestseller list. That book is incredible. That will make you realize that anyone can do anything. Well, that's a great piece of advice. Three cups of tea. Is that your favorite? <laughs> is that your favorite um, business book, Rose? Or do you have another business it's, book you want to recommend? Actually, Three Cups of Tea is not a business book. It is actually a book about a gentleman who is building schools over in Afghanistan, and it's all about charity work. And it, he was a climber, and he ended up going down the wrong side of the mountain, going down the wrong trail, and it led him to a village. And he promised the village. Um, this village in Afghanistan, that he would build them a school. And to me, it's just so inspirational because like, everything was stacked against this gentleman. He didn't have the money. He didn't have a way of, you know, doing this. It took him like five years or something crazy like that before he was able to keep that promise and make it a reality. And I think that's the thing that we all need to realize, like things don't happen overnight. Um, that's something that I have to constantly tell myself, like where I wanted to be by now it's not where I am, but I do have a lot of things that I've accomplished, you know, beyond what I expected. And I think that's something that, you know, realize that it, it sometimes takes a little bit longer and sometimes it'll happen faster and you just kind of have to roll with it. Sure. And you know what, Rose, as entrepreneurs, I just wonder, so many times we just don't give ourselves credit and pat ourselves on the back for our true accomplishments and, uh, it's really, it's really important that whether you pat yourself on the back or you have somebody that you can talk and discuss things with, I think it's super, super important to stop and look at your accomplishments and give yourself the credit. Um, I also wanted to say one thing that we often do, you and I, is that we touch base and we kind of push each other and we give each other an update as to, oh, this is what's happening in my business. And it's just so important, I think, as one of our lessons to pay forward is that it's super important to have a sounding board and to create an important support system around you. I completely agree with that. And that's one thing about the Make Mine a Million program that I do really I'm really happy about is that I did meet you, Josephine, and a couple other women entrepreneurs. And that's something that's really good. If you want to be an entrepreneur, surround yourself with entrepreneurs. Find another woman entrepreneur out there that you can touch base with and maybe chat on the phone. You don't have to talk every week. I mean, Josephine and I will talk, you know, twice a week, some weeks, and then we won't talk for three weeks. But the thing is really important is we do keep each other on the right road, and we'll ask each other where we are. Um, that's good. Another thing is finding a mentor. That's a very hard thing. Sometimes the mentor is somebody you don't even talk to. I mean, you can look at a business as a mentor. Like, you want to emulate a business. Um, that's something that um, our business uh, – we have a good friend, and he's a business coach, Mark Moses, and he's incredible. And he has said that to me time and time again. It's like, who do you, like, what do you want to be? Explain your business to me. Like, who do you, what brand do you look at out there? And you want to say, I want to be a brand that contends with this brand. You know, know, know who your competition is and who you want to emulate. Those things are really important to know, and it will help other people understand, like, where you're going. I think that's great, great advice. And funny enough, January is Mentor Month. I don't know if anybody knew that, but uh, 
I was so excited last week to be um, to be quoted on Maria Shriver's um, website. I got interviewed for an article, and I was telling them how very, very important it was for me that I had a mentor, and um, it happens to be Stacy Cannonberg, and she's an amazing person, and it's just the way things turned out. She just kind of took me right under her wing, and that's actually why I have my radio show today, so I'm so grateful for my mentor. So great piece of advice, Rose. I think everybody should go out there and get a mentor, and funny enough, I just try to surround myself Rose with people that are smarter than me. And I consider myself fairly smart. But when I'm hiring people or when you want to mentor, I just feel like it's great to get people that are just one notch above you. And because then it helps you become smarter. I I completely agree with that. I mean, I think hiring people who are who, have, who brings something to the table that you don't have. I mean, you know what your weaknesses are. Find somebody who has those strengths in those areas, and that will help balance you out. Um, very, very important uh, to do so. And I, I, I love to surround myself by smart people. Most of my life I felt like an odd bird um, because I think people look at me and like, why are you so crazy? Like, why do you want these things so much? Why do you have so much drive? Why do you have so much ambition? And meeting Mark Moses, and he involved us in EO, which is um, Entrepreneur's Organization. You have to do $1 million in sales to be a part of it, and that's something that I'm striving for and can't wait till the day that um, that we're a part of that. But being surrounded by EO members is just so incredibly, like, inspiring for me. It, I don't feel like an odd person anymore. And to me, all these incredible people, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm so thankful, like, for all the people I've met. And um, I, one thing I love about Mark is that he tells me the things that I probably don't want to hear. Actually, I do want to hear, but are sometimes hard to hear. And I think finding people who are going to be honest with you and tell you and tell you to, like, shake it off and, like, move forward. And you, you have to respect those people. Uh, that's something that I love. I love people who are just going to tell you, tell it how, how it is. People come to me all the time asking me to help them. And the first thing I say, you know, you have two people every week coming to me. I say, put together a business plan and write down three problems that you need my help with. And the serious people will do that. The, the not serious people won't. And those are the people that, for me, I've realized that my time is so precious that I do want to help people out. But if they're not willing to come to the table with those things, it's not really worth me putting energy into that person at this point. It doesn't mean they won't come back a year later or six months later or even three years later. But at that point, they're just not really ready to take that step. And I think that's the thing when you're looking for a mentor, be ready, like have those questions, know what you want to ask, um, and realize that their time is precious just like yours. Yeah, I think that's such a great piece of advice for other entrepreneurs out there because, you know, it's just so funny. You know, I went to pick my daughter up from nursery school and one of my friends, I ran into a friend and she said, oh, I have a friend who's starting out her business. I would love for you to talk to her and everything. And as much as, like you said, as much as we want to help other people, it's so important to make sure that they're on the right track, that they really do want to do this so that your time is not wasted. So Mm -hmm. 
That is a great, great piece of advice. So thanks for that, Rose. So, Rose, tell us, what was it like when you got the news that Nordstrom wanted your product in your store? I mean, I, to me, I think that's probably one of the biggest accomplishments you've had in the past five years. Am I right? That is a big accomplishment. Um, I was ecstatic. I mean, actually, last year they placed their first order, and it was a test order. And I was just like, I wasn't ready for them yet, which was kind of, and I put my foot in my mouth. You know, I made that mistake, and I said, you guys hit, you got to me before I was ready to get to you, and I should have never said that. Um, I think it gave them like, wait, are, is, are they ready for us? You know, right. and it was kind of an interesting thing. They actually saw our product in the Los Angeles showroom that um, our rep was repping our line at the time, and the rep just handed it off to us. She did not want to deal with the big majors because she wasn't going to make the same commission. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, I've learned a lot about finding the right people. You, you want to hire sales reps who believe in your product. If they do not believe in your product, it is not going to work. That is the most important thing. Um, but basically what we ended up, uh, what ended up happening is they wrote an order. It sold really well and the economy was like tanking at the time. It was last year, a year ago last year. And, We kept, actually, my husband was amazing at keeping in touch with them. And every time we would see them at the show, we would talk to them. And they do not write an order. They're one of those people that it takes them time before they write an order. It is a dance. You know, you are definitely, you have to woo them. And the big guys, you have to woo them. They will not, they do not come to you unless, one, you're part of a big conglomerate and they know um, that they can make sure that you're going to ship those goods because they they have a plan that they have to hit another a certain amount of sales. And if you don't ship them those goods as promised, they're not going to make their sales plan. So it's really important that they believe and they write orders with people that they know are going to deliver in a timely manner. When they came back this year and placed an all-store buy, we were just ecstatic because that to us showed that they really believed in us. And it, it, it's, I mean, it's something that I don't think you can really – express you it's something that you go through i mean everybody has those things like i can't wait till this happens i can't wait till that happens you get excited about those things and that was one of the things i mean to walk into nordstrom and see our product there was pretty incredible well i am so excited for you rose and i wish you all the luck i know you're going to be even more successful going forward so rose (laughs) januzzi of januzzi clothing ltd Thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a guest on our show today with Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Thanks, Rose. For being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons.